All right. Hello, y'all. Hello, everyone. It's time for me to recap episodes five, six, and seven of Love is Blind season five. I'm seeing a lot of unanimous chatter about how this season is a bust because there are only two couples that are engaged, you know, down from, I think, what, 18 people um, originally. And then, you know, we had three engagements. Now we're down to two. And that's going to happen. It's going to happen because there's just a lot that's wrong with Love is Blind. You're calling the show Love is Blind when season after season contestants show that love is not blind. So everybody needs to be of the very, like everybody needs to have an equal attractiveness level and everyone also needs to be within certain age brackets. I think that they should have different brackets in increments of like four years apart, whether that's like 24 to 28, 26 to 30, 30 to 34, 34 to 38. I think that they need to separate the ages. And what I mean by that is you could cast people from their 20s and 30s, but they should only be paired with people who are within like four or maybe six years. But I prefer four. That way we're not dealing with this every single season. I feel like we're coming across females who are dating a man who is older or sorry who is younger than them and they're having issues with it we don't need that tired storyline we get it just like keep people within certain brackets just y'all need to revamp revamp re strategize figure it out and chelsea you know kwame's wife chelsea was hired to help with casting which you know I hope she does a good job. That's all I'm going to say. I just, there's something about Chelsea being hired to work in casting for Love is Blind that just bothers me. There's just something that about it that just feels unfair. And, but I'm willing to say if she casts better than what they, what they've been doing, then I'm all for it. I just, I need to see results. I need to see, I think that Love is Blind should have at least four couples engaged every single season. Like they just, or just keep filming the show until you get that many engagements. Cause to watch two couples is just, it's not that exciting. So let me get into episode five. We see that Uche calls Aaliyah. Aaliyah is crying. Aaliyah just, it's like, so many of her interactions with Uche, she just makes it, she makes it very clear that she is weak and he could do whatever he wants to her and she'll beg him because she really wants to be with him. And I think he really likes knowing that he likes having that power over her and he likes being harsh to her and he likes approaching her and talking to her and talking down to her as if he's her parent. And it's like everybody's just saying or different people are saying like this is a problem because they aren't even in a relationship yet. And Uche just makes it clear like you got to do as I say 
And if you do something that I don't like, I'm really going to reprimand you for it. But then if you have something to say to me about what you didn't like, I'm going to get mad at you for even saying that. So it's like, how are they really supposed to work as a healthy couple? I don't like them as a couple. And I loved them initially until, you know, Aaliyah was like, yeah, by the way, I cheated. Okay, so next we see that Milton and Lydia, or the episode begins with Milton and Lydia meeting each other. It's nice to see how into each other Milton and Lydia are just physically. It's just nice. I enjoy when couples seem to actually like each other. It's fun to watch. So then Taylor is blaming JP for their lack of chemistry. Essentially, she's blaming him for, you know, not talking. Every single time Taylor, let me see, JP, hold on. Yeah, Taylor blames JP. Every single time that Taylor opens her mouth, she's like, what are you thinking? You know, we have to spend our lives together. Do you want to spend your life with me? What are you thinking? You're not talking. It's not like we're in the pods. Pretend that we had a, we have a wall. Okay, so I'm going to put the blame on Taylor just as, as much as I'm going to put it on JP. Taylor isn't making JP feel comfortable to just talk about his day and his feelings and what, you know, is just day to day life and whatever he wants to say because she beats him over the head about what are you thinking? You're not talking. It's not like when we were in the pods. Like, I don't understand why she thinks this is a good strategy and it's a good approach. Why not ask him things about himself instead of just y'all's relationship and spending forever together? It's corny. It's a turnoff. I don't blame him for not having much to say because he feels like he's under the microscope and that's not what a relationship should be. It takes two people to bring a very like relaxed, natural vibe and JP is being put in a position where he's kind of always being interviewed and asked about his feelings and hearing about how the chemistry isn't there. Just like talk about other things, bitch. So next we have that um, we see that Izzy is attracted to Lydia and he calls her aside and, you know, Izzy wants every girl to want him. He doesn't like it when these girls are over him. I loved how much Lydia did not care about Izzy. She was like, oh, he was my type. She just didn't care. And I love that she really knows how to shut down her feelings and invest in someone else. It was really nice to see. And she just didn't give Izzy that satisfaction. Because when you think about it, Izzy dumped Lydia immediately. So it's like, what was she? Why was she supposed to care? So then we see that Stacy says that Izzy has a big or that he is big. So basically he's well endowed. Now, I think this is the biggest dick that Stacy has ever had. She can't seem to shut up about it. And, you know, I just, I wouldn't be saying this. I would not be saying this on TV. I would not. I guarantee you the amount of women who are, who have probably already DM'd Izzy begging for a dick pic, sending their nudes, trying to hook up with him. You always got to make it sound like your man has a small dick and he's bad in bed. You cannot be letting anybody know 
friends included, about what really goes down. So then we see that JP tells Milton that he hasn't had sex with Taylor. Shout out to Taylor. (laughs) Shout out to Taylor for not having sex with JP. I don't even know how she stuck around with JP for as long as she has. The man's kissing style is to peck, pull, and pull back. Peck and yank back. Peck and thrust his head back. Peck and move back. Peck and pull his head back. Like, the man doesn't know how to kiss. He doesn't know how to make out. He doesn't know how to breathe through his nose. He doesn't know what to do with his tongue. He doesn't know what to do with his hands. He doesn't know what to do with his head. I've never seen kissing like this. JP is 32 years old. There is porn available. There are TV shows available. There are movies available. There are couples on the street making out. Why? What's lost here? Where's the disconnect? Why is this man pecking his fiance to death? JP kisses Taylor like he's a mother bird trying to feed her children, her her baby birds. That's how he kisses. Like, let me just. You guys didn't need that. Y'all didn't need that. But it's just this weird pecking, this weird like putting his lips on hers and pulling back. I ain't never seen nobody kiss like this before on TV. And I hope I don't ever see it again. I'm like, okay, if this is how this man kisses, and I do blame his ex-girlfriends, you know, the amount of men that I've had to teach to kiss, they never kiss like JP, but the amount of men I've had to teach to kiss, it's all because bitches pass them through without teaching them how to kiss. But if Based upon how, what I saw, J, JP's kissing style, I don't want to know. I don't, I've seen everything I need to see. I don't want to know anything more because he kisses like an incel. He kisses like a virgin. What, like, thank you, Taylor, for not giving him any pussy. I, can, I hope you kept it that way. I really do because I'm traumatized. I'm really, really traumatized by seeing the way that JP kisses. So then... JP begs Taylor to keep trying to make their relationship work. And it's really, really sad. You know, JP doesn't want to let this go. And, you know, it's it's so obvious that they should have just never even gone to Mexico in the first place. So then Lydia does not let Milton pick his own clothes. There is obviously an age gap between Lydia and Milton. But the problem is Lydia is so controlling that she's dating a younger man and letting him know that he should have no autonomy and she should pick out his clothes like she's his mother and Milton fought her on it and then finally gave in and it was like he shouldn't have given in I know he gave in to shut her up but it's like Lydia's weird it's weird I don't I don't understand why your man can't wear what he wants to wear when what he wants there was nothing wrong with what Milton wanted to wear they're going in the sun I don't blame him for not wanting to wear black and Milton is really really good for Lydia because he pokes fun at her he fires back at her he stands up to her but at the same time he shouldn't have to Lydia is just like you have to have your guard up you have to be fighting her off you have to be you know basically 
a little bit combative with her and very assertive and standing up for yourself. And I think that's draining, you know, and then he makes fun of her age. She makes fun of him, too. They make fun of each other. And it's over time. I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's good. A lot of people commented on saying that, you know, Milton always corrects her Spanish or her English. He does that out of because he cares for her and he wants her to say things correctly. And the problem with that is that I it just can feel old to the person who's being corrected over time. Overall, I don't mind them as a couple. I don't I definitely I don't ship them like I'm not I don't think they're a great couple. I think, you know, they're okay together and they certainly shouldn't be together long term. But it's they're not like a couple that's like just toxic and unhealthy. They're just weird together, you know, and they really like each other physically. I don't think there's much more to it than than that, though. So then Stacy, she will not stop talking about Izzy's stick, as we see when they go golfing. And then she says that she wants him to be aggressive. She thought he'd be aggressive with her and macho. And then he tells her that he's just kind of shy. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. I think that Stacy is not his type physically. That's just what I think. If he liked Lydia, Lydia has a bit of a tan. Lydia has boobs. She has a butt. She has hips. She has curves. Stacy has none of those things. And he's probably like Lydia's probably more his style. And I just don't believe that Izzy is into Stacy physically if he's not like initiating. It sounds like he's not really initiating. I wasn't there in the bedroom. I don't know. But I just feel that maybe he's just I don't know. I kind of feel like Izzy is kind of trying to say and do the right things because cameras are in his face. I don't really know how attracted to Stacy he is, but I'm probably just projecting because I'm not attracted to Stacy. <laughs> so then JP tells Taylor not to wear makeup. You know, I talked about this in three videos on TikTok. I'm not going to really say much right now. I just, other than I don't believe that Taylor wearing makeup was a problem at all. I don't believe that that's why she didn't, um, why JP wasn't speaking to her. I think that JP had feelings for Taylor. It seemed obvious in all of their interactions. It was written across his face because some people were saying he didn't like her. He didn't like her. No, he did. I think he just, he wasn't having sex with her. It bothered him. He could tell that she didn't like him. She was always just complaining about their lack of, you know, how like calling him awkward every single time she saw him. And so then he came up with the whole makeup thing because like, I, that's what I would expect from JP. I would expect for him to complain about someone wearing makeup once <laughs> and try to use that as a reason for why he's not speaking. I'm not surprised that JP would come up with something so stupid because JP just, he doesn't, I'm not going to be mean, but I'm not surprised, right? And the problem with JP choosing to talk about Taylor wearing makeup is that the Netflix audience wears makeup. So now everyone's pissed. Pretty much every female across the board is pissed off. 
So, I mean, it's like, <sighs> I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not, I refuse to get into a diatribe about this. Again, I made three videos on TikTok about it. JP, I don't, I'm going to leave it right there. So then we see that Taylor dumps JP and she does what Jackie refused to do. She gives him back the ring. So I think that Taylor gave JP back the ring because she just didn't want anything to do with him. And because I don't know, I feel like she definitely deserved the, deserved the ring based on how he treated her. But I think she just didn't want to give any mixed messages. She wanted to make it very clear she doesn't want to see or speak to him again. Side note, Izzy, well, no, I'll get to that later. Um, let's move on. We see that Milton plays Pokemon and, you know, Lydia doesn't like his, how he designed his apartment. I don't think it's that serious, but that's Lydia. Lydia also touches his Milton's microscope, even though he repeatedly begged her not to. Lydia is annoying and I don't know why she doesn't have any boundaries but she doesn't so then Izzy wants he tells that Izzy tells Stacy that he wants to split the bill for dinners 50 50 okay this is a comment that that only that someone who does not have money makes that only someone who doesn't have money would make so Izzy is basically trying to let Stacy know he don't got it like that And so, you know, you just both put your cards down. That is so unromantic and technical. It's odd. It's like a lot of friends don't even do that. A lot of friends, like one friend will cover the bill one time. Another friend will cover the bill a different time. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Why am I here if I'm married and I got to be paying 50-50? That's a weird partnership to me. Like, you're supposed to have your partner's back. And your partner is supposed to have your back. And I think what should happen is whoever wants to pay, whether it's the man or the woman in a heterosexual couple, that person should pay. It should never be just split down the middle. And But again, when you don't got money, you want it to be split down the middle. But the problem is, I don't even think Izzy has the funds to split any bill down the middle for any place that Stacy wants to eat at because Stacy has champagne taste. Stacy was born, you know, with a silver spoon in her mouth. This is a problem. It's a huge problem because Stacy doesn't want to be a sugar mama. But it seems like Izzy would be fine with being a sugar baby. So what's going to happen here? So then we see Uche meets up with Aaliyah. And Uche says that Aaliyah followed him on Instagram. She unfollowed him. She messaged him. She deleted her message. And then she blocked Uche. So Aaliyah. That's not what you're supposed to do when you already ghosted. She already ghosted Uche. So why is she, why was she continuing with the games? It was really like everybody or the comments I've seen, it was disappointing. It was really disappointing to see that Aaliyah was on some weird ass bitch type of shit. But, you know, 
I don't know. Aaliyah, she wears her heart on her sleeve way too much. It's like pick a lane and stick to it. Follow, unfollow, send, delete, block. Like it's, it's really corny. And then, you know, I already discussed my thoughts on Uche's allegations about Lydia. So next we see that Izzy episode seven, he lives. I think that Izzy lives in an Airbnb. I think that's an Airbnb. That would explain the plastic plates or sorry, the paper plates, the plastic cups. It would explain the decor. It would explain all of it if that was an Airbnb. And if it wasn't Izzy renting an Airbnb, I think that Izzy's apartment. (laughs) Okay, here's the plot twist that I haven't seen because people online are saying that Izzy rented an Airbnb. I think it's one or the other. So I think Izzy either rented an Airbnb, which the plastic plates, the plastic cups, that really sounds like an Airbnb or it seems like an Airbnb to me. So it's either that or here's my plot twist that I just came up with right now. Or Izzy rents out his apartment as an Airbnb. So it's either Izzy rented that Airbnb or Izzy lives there and rents it out as an Airbnb. That would explain why there's no nightstand. It would explain the plastic plates and the the paper plates and the plastic cups. I really would love to know if he actually has pots and pans. Because if you have paper plates and plastic cups, I don't think you have pots and pans. I just don't. I'm suspicious of that. And so it's like, if this was an Airbnb, also might not have pots and pans. I don't know. I really think that Izzy was in an Airbnb and I need to see receipts to prove otherwise. And I really would love if there were some love is blind viewers who actually have the photos of his apartment on Airbnb. I am not buying it for half a second. That There isn't some Airbnb connection to it. All right, there's my take. So then Stacy, we see that she walks outside during their first argument. They argue about his, you know, plates and cups. They also argue about his lost and found drawer. I don't give a fuck about any of that. I think that if Stacy wants a man with money, she don't need to be with Izzy. And I also think that Izzy having a loss and found drawer, I would be annoyed by it if a guy showed me that, but I also would be annoyed for like all of two seconds. It's just, it's not that serious. And I think, you know, Izzy is a, han- a stereotypically handsome man. So I think she's gonna just be on edge and she's gonna naturally think that he's a fuckboy, boy, which, you know, maybe he is. But if she doesn't feel secure about how he feels about her and him being faithful to her, then she should just leave him alone. And I do think it's really immature and manipulative for her to just walk outside and be like, I want to go home then go home then. Like, it's just, I just need people to actually have adult conversations instead of walking out the room to go cry. 
It's that's not how every female deals with their problems. And I just don't appreciate the women that we see on TV who cannot have a conversation, who literally just run outside to cry. It's it's really um it's really offensive to someone like me who just rather scream it out. All right, so then we see that Izzy meets Stacy's family, and so Stacy comes from a family of twins. It's weird to me. As someone who like has her own look and don't be looking like her family, how is it that Stacy is twins with her dad, twins with her mom, twins with both of her sisters? It's odd. Like what strong genes? They all are like a version of the their other family member. It was just it's so weird to see. I'm like, wow, these genes. Okay, so then you know, Stacy takes it upon herself to say that Izzy has paper plates, plastic cups, and just got his passport. This is why I don't like Stacy. This is what's really hard for me about this season. I don't like the people on this season. That's what's so difficult. Like, can we cast a season of all Chris's or all Deep D's, all just people that are so easy to love and to like. We don't need all this Zainab's shakes. Zainab shake, who else was like such a villain and a-hole from last season? Irina, like we don't need these people. And that's what one of my issues with season five is, is like, I don't like these people enough to root for them. I just don't. It's like, this is your fiance who did not grow up with money like your wealthy ass who does not have the means that you have, who does not run off to France every single summer just to take a suitcase full of shoes, you know, something us peasants would not be able to do. And you're, he's meeting your family and you're the first impression you're trying to give his, give your family members is that Izzy is not good enough for you because he has paper plates And he just got a passport. How dare you? You're supposed to be hyping up your man. You're supposed to be gassing him up. You're supposed to be really excited to tell your family, this is the man for me. This man is amazing. He's incredible. And whatever issues you have with him, you're not supposed to voice those concerns and those issues and, you know, kind of mock him, kind of put him down, belittle him to your family of four wait yeah yeah yeah. so then Izzy is outnumbered by five people your two sisters your mom and your dad and you're saying that it was like that's so rude it's so wrong and I don't even think that Izzy ever brought it up to her like why did you say that in front of your parents because Izzy I think is here for camera time I think he's here to become a celebrity he's already selling cameos apparently so I don't think he's really going to be giving Stacy much opposition at all. And I think that's why he followed her outside when she was crying. So she could, so he could comfort her. Like he's here for a check and I don't blame him. Like I don't do what you got to do, especially if you get on Netflix. Yeah. Like (laughs) you do what you got to do to stick around. So we see that Chris and Johnny are a couple. Now Chris looks like, all of five, seven to me. 
and he's on the thin side. And I mention this because although he is good looking, that tends to affect a man's confidence when he's smaller. And Johnny actually looks pretty tall, so they're already mismatched height wise. But that aside, you know, I don't fault Chris for wanting to explore a relationship with Johnny. I just really hope that they aren't together still because I do not trust their relationship. I do not trust that Johnny is with Chris for any other reason than to make him a rebound off of Izzy, just like she married someone to be a rebound after her, you know, addict boyfriend. So I don't trust it. It's hard to trust it given their history. So Izzy and Johnny, they have a disagreement and Izzy tells Johnny that everybody thinks that she's sketchy as fuck. Um, and then <laughs> Johnny tells Izzy, do you think I would end up with the nicest guy in here if I was sketchy as fuck? Absolutely. That is why you're with him, because you're sketchy and you manage to manipulate and convince him that you should be with him. Yeah. You're going to be with the nicest guy in there because you are sketchy. That was like the weirdest defense. It was odd. So then we see that. And yes, obviously, again, I feel that Izzy just wants camera time. That's why he's so concerned with having all these one-on-ones to talk to women that he spoke to in the pods. Like, I just think he wants to be on camera. So then we see that Uche confronts Lydia Now, when Uche confronts Lydia, he asks her absolutely nothing about what Aaliyah said about Lydia smothering Aaliyah and Lydia talking about their relationship nonstop and Lydia following him on the show. All he was talking about was some Instagram stories and her being outside. These are things that we know he already brought up to her off camera way before the show. So I don't know why he pulled her aside to tell her this bullshit. Like, it was like, that's why she got so upset because she's like, oh, he literally pulled her away from the group. Not literally, but figuratively pulled, called her away from the group to tell her things that she's already heard probably several times. Like, move on, Uche. Lydia's sitting here engaged. Move on. And then Uche has the audacity to try to convince Milton that Lydia came on Love is Blind for him. Leave Milton alone. Is Like, this is your ex. Like, they seem to both, Lydia and Uche, have some type of a weird push-pull relationship that I don't like. Like, let them move. Let Lydia move on. Lydia doesn't not doesn't seem to be checking for Uche anymore. Let her be. Like, why are you here doing this? And you're not even talking about what Aaliyah talked to you about. You're not even talking to to Lydia about why Aaliyah left. It's just, I don't know. What trips me out about Uche is he just, I don't think he thought this through as far as how he's come across on this show. And I understand emotions are running high. I get it. He hung up on Aaliyah. And then the microphone hit him in the head, which was so great. We saw that at the beginning of episode five. But we just, he hasn't thought about 
what he's doing and he hasn't thought about like why he should leave Lydia alone. It's like he's some version of Izzy who just like can't stop harassing the people that he was with. Like leave Lydia alone. Who's the stalker now, Uche? You showed up at this freaking get together to call her aside and and talk to her about shit that you know he's mentioned to Lydia multiple times. Who's the stalker? Lydia ain't stalking you right now. You stalking Lydia. And I did find out a spoiler about Uche. And I'm not going to reveal it because it really kind of pissed me off that I found out this spoiler. I'm not going to reveal it. And I actually have it posted on my TikTok and I'm going to, I think I'm going to go ahead and delete it because it kind of, it, it really upset me. Like this would have been a huge ass bombshell at the reunion and it got ruined. So I, those are my thoughts on episode five, six, and seven. It is 1246 AM. I got to listen back to these episodes. Hopefully they're decent. Thank y'all for listening. Please give me five stars on Apple Podcasts. Spread the word. Do y'all thing. Follow me on TikTok. That's the platform that I absolutely adore. As I said already, and take care of yourselves. Can't wait to see how this shakes out. Can't wait to see if my spoilers are correct. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.